Hey, y'all out there. This is Bo Billingsley, the voice of Jet Black and the Fourth Raikage. You're listening to The Night Nerd. Stay tuned because all kinds of good things will be happening. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk some history. Uh, this is Harley Quinn week. Like, officially, if you look at all the episode titles, it is Harley Quinn week. But we are celebrating the Birds of Prey movie coming out, and I've seen it. Um, one of my biggest nitpicks about it is it should be called Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey but we'll get into that on my full review coming up on the next show. That being said, I felt like it was uh, a disservice if I didn't recognize the fellow Birds of Prey, the the other amazing characters in this movie. And when I was researching and writing for today's show, I didn't realize that... All four of the other main characters, well, I guess if you really look at all the main characters in this movie, you know, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey and everybody like that, um, all of them have been introduced in the last, like, 40-ish years, which for Batman is pretty impressive. You know, there's uh, all these Batman villains that we've known and love, you know, whether it be the original comics or the movie serials or the 66 Batman, uh, whatever it may be. But after Crisis, you know, there's a lot of villains that were, or heroes and villains, just characters in general, that were kind of, spaghetti on the wall like all right we're gonna try this we're gonna try this we're gonna try this some of them stuck some of them didn't Uh, you know the cream rises as they say and those characters a lot of them make it into this film and we'll start with you know the the birds of prey themselves so there's dinah lance the black canary is in this film, and she's different. Uh, it's we'll get into spoilers and things later on uh, on the next show, but she is Dinah Lance, and she's a nightclub singer. And we learn early on that she can fight. There's no Wildcat reference, which. Personally, I feel like it's a big part of who she is and stuff. But Dinah Lance or Laurel Lance, her name is Dinah Laurel Lance. You know, she first showed up after Crisis back in like um, 83, 86, somewhere in that era. And she's a really neat character because... A lot of people think she's just like Green Arrow's girlfriend, but when you get her out of the Green Arrow books, you get her into 
Birds of Prey or her own series or things like that. Um, even JLI. She does some amazing things and does some really cool stuff and is a character who I hate I hate to say more than pretty face because I feel like that's kind of what she started out as was Green Arrow's girlfriend and pre-crisis a lot of characters were so-and-so's girlfriend but she was one of the ones I feel really paved the way for the the modern I guess female in comics you know it's not somebody's girlfriend I mean if it is cool but they're also this amazing character with cool abilities cool backstory uh, complicated backstory that can hold their own and do whatever they want and that's that's really cool that you know Black Canary helped that also in the film is Huntress who first showed up in 1989 as Huntress and for a hot minute, she was Batgirl, but that's a that's a whole nother thing. Uh, she's a character who is interesting because she's Bat family, but not Bat family. Uh, her methods and stuff, which we even see in this film, are a little well, no, not a little. They are more drastic than. The normal Bat Crew stuff does. I really think she needs a team up, crossover book, something with Red Hood. I mean, put her in the Outlaws because she would do great. She often shows up in the Birds of Prey miniseries or ongoing series. And there, there's even a moment when Batman is talking to Commissioner Gordon and is like, you know, she remind she reminds both of us of Barbara, which sets the state. You know that that lets you know how Batman feels about her. Like he has this big respect for her, but she hits a certain note that he has a hard time with. Um, with her being an outside character, she's able to very often be kind of the POV character where we can see the inner workings of the Bat family through fresh eyes. And she's had so many different roles. Like, it's hard to uh, really peg her down because she is one of those characters that, depending on who's writing her and what's going on, she has different motives and stuff. I mean, usually a common theme is her family was a big mob family and she's trying to right wrongs and etc etc um but there's also she was an agent of spiral and she uses the alias helena wayne um, does all these random things you know uh, in, in flashpoint she was a fury with the amazons but in injustice she is part of batman's team and it's just all over the place. Um, she's a character who I feel hasn't had a lot of definitive stories. You know, she did the Cry for Blood, but even then that was Batman slash Huntress Cry for Blood. It was Greg Rucka, so it was pretty solid back in 2000. 
and then they did the Huntress Year One miniseries by Avery, Ivory Madison. Um, but even then, you know, whoever's writing her decides to do what they will and do what they want. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Renee Montoya is another character we mentioned a little bit on Wednesday's show who has a lot in common with Harley Quinn in that she started on the animated series and then migrated over to the comic book series. And she actually debuted in the comics before Harley Quinn did, uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, It all had to do with little little things i mean she showed up in batman uh, like 475 and gets promoted and partnered up with bullock and all this stuff and she's a character who has had a lot of interesting stages in her career you know we we talked a second ago about how the huntress is like uh she kind of has a story but with montoya it's like she started off, okay, she's this new blood in GCPD. Okay, she's Harvey Bullock's partner. Okay, she's uh, a lesbian on the force. And that would actually come to play a big part. Like she was starting to be outed and all this stuff. And so she leaves the force. She becomes an alcoholic. Um, does all this stuff. And ultimately, she gets redemption during 52, which, if you haven't read 52, I mean, it's it's a journey. It's a lot. There's so much going on, but she's one of the main characters in it. And by the time it's all said and done, spoilers, she is the new question. And we see her in the new Lois Lane series that's going on right now. Um, she was in Event Leviathan. And she's definitely making her way back to the forefront and being more than just the token gay character. I think that's awesome because she has so many cool stories to tell and everything. Uh, Rounding out the birds of prey in the film is Cassandra Cain, who first showed up in like 1999, late 99. And she's been Cassandra Kane, she's been Batgirl, she's been Orphan, she's been all these different things, and she's been all over the place. She's a character who, uh, like right now, she's in Batman and the Outsiders, written by Brian Hill, who has been on the show. Go back, check out his interview, it's, it's a lot of fun. But... Uh, her in the comics, her dad is an assassin. Her mom is Lady Shiva, who is like one of the assassins, and she's more or less mute. She speaks through like body language, but some people write her where she can talk. James Tinian, during his run on Detective Comics in Rebirth, did a lot of interesting things with her and Clayface. You know, Clayface teaching her. Uh, plays and Shakespeare and acting to help with everything. And it it was a beautiful character arc. But it, it's kind of all over the place. You know, if somebody needs her to be mute, she is. But if somebody needs her to kind of talk, she does. And it's just, 
a lot of stuff going on. Um, the movie, oh, I won't get into her movie portrayal right now, but it's something for sure. It is for sure something different than the comics. Uh, real quick, the last two people I want to mention are Victor Zaz, who showed up in 92, and Black Mask, who showed up back in 85. These are your bad guys in the movie, and we'll get into that a little bit more on the next show. But I, I just wanted to talk, I wanted to mention them because, like I said, the majority of this cast, actually this entire cast, is all post-crisis. And that's neat. That's really cool. You know, I don't think we've seen that in a DC movie yet. So kudos to them. But that's going to do it for us today. Make sure you follow us. Look for us out there on social media, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, everything. We're out there. Just look for The Night Nerd. Or you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, have a good one. Thanks for listening. My name's Lance, and we will see you tomorrow. Thank <laughs> you.